Meyer. I am here. I am back. I am delayed as usual. Wasn't I on time last week? I feel like I was, but I just missed the week before. So, you know, we're getting there. Maybe in 2022, things will finally come around. I will be polished. I will be professional. I will be all the things. But then if I were all those things, I would not be the same Laura you come to know and love. Anyway, thank you for listening. If it is your first time here, usually, and I say usually being like 85% of the time, episodes are out on Tuesdays. I have been busy with Christmas things, and by busy with Christmas things, I mean I have also been lazy and enjoying some time off watching some Christmas shows, being a garbage pile, because that's what you do around the holidays. Also, if it's your first time here, what can you expect? Well, the title says it all. Whatever Laura wants, it is me talking about everything, talking about nothing most of the time, complaining, ranting, sharing insights into my life that no one asked me for. But all that said, again, I appreciate you being here. If this is your first time too, please don't forget to subscribe. You know you want to definitely come back. You're only how far in to the episode. And we're about to do a whole lot more uh, oversharing. So share with a friend. And honestly, uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Um, When this comes out, this will be, what, Thursday, the 23rd? So Merry Christmas. If you celebrate that, I happen to be wearing a festive sweater over a festive turtleneck. And of course, I'm not doing video this evening because I was running behind to even get going and I just didn't get everything set up and I wanted to TikTok move along so we could make it happen. But rest assured, I am wearing a very festive vest that I was told multiple times at work that I look like I should be a second or third grade teacher from the 90s. If you are friends with me, follow me on Instagram, my personal. I posted this outfit last year. I think I wore it to work on festive sweater day because of course we can't call it ugly sweater day. And I decided this year, you know what? I had a different ugly sweater I wanted to wear on the actual day. And my other coworker, Cindy, and I decided we were going to be festive every fucking day of the Christmas week. So I'm on day two, one more to go. You may be wondering why I'm a day short. Well, that first day we had to shoot a Christmas video at work and I didn't want to be the only one in an actual ugly Christmas sweater. I just wanted to be a cute festive looking sweater. So I just wore a green sweater. Uh, it was a little Christmas carol video, if anyone's interested, where each of us had about three or four words of this Christmas carol. And then it was cut all together. And then it was just like a happy holidays from our company, our department, whatever. Very cute, very fun. And then we had a team happy hour. And honestly, this part of my team, we don't all get to hang out a lot together. And there was just a lot happening at the table all around. One of the more interesting things, which I would love to tell you all about. You may remember a while back, we talked about the dark web. The dark web, a long, long time ago, there's an episode of Sword and Scale that goes deep into the crimes that happen on the dark web, gross, disgusting stuff like murder for hire, kids sex trafficking, all the stuff. My friend has told me he can get me on the dark web, but that I would not want to see it. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be on my computer, but if you can do it on your computer and then I can just take a peek and then never touch it again, that would be cool. But one of our sales guys at this team happy hour says that he, I don't know if he was on the dark web, 
but that basically he had a hitman supposedly come after him. He got a very weird text message from some dude and it was saying like trying to confirm his address and trying to say that he was going to come after him for something. And then the guy I work with came back and tried to pretended to track him down and, or maybe did track him down and is like, Oh, do you live in England? And then the guy kind of backed off and cause then this was all online that some guy was talking to him and then they actually text him and they were trying to find him. So clearly someone knew his contact information all very shady, but they basically told him that he was going to have a hit out on him and he was very weirded out and very uncomfortable. And I have lots of follow-up questions, but I did not want to ask them in a group setting, which is what shady behavior have you been participating in that all of a sudden a hitman is out to get you? So we had the hitman conversation. One of the other guys on our sales team, his best friend got engaged and you know, she's a model in LA. She got proposed to when they were helicopter skiing somewhere and the pictures are gorgeous. The ring is giant. He runs a CBD company and is 15 years older than her naturally because it's LA and they're going to get married in Greece. And honestly, I was like, that is the life I want. Why are we all not living that life? We're here talking about fake hitmen text messages. My other coworker, Cindy, talking about her cat who had to have a cone And this girl's off honestly living her best life, getting proposed to with a giant, giant rock while she's skiing in the mountains from a helicopter, only to get married in Greece. So, not sure what I'm doing wrong, but that is not my life. I think those were the main highlights of the happy hour, other than our other sales guy who was trying to dead set get everyone drunk because he thinks he works better hungover, and I'm like, that's a blatant lie. And also we were saying, you know what, that's fine and dandy for you, but most of us have to work tomorrow. And also this happy hour started at 4.30. I think I was gone by 7. Not trying to shut down the bar on a Monday night and just be hungover on the Tuesday. Again, it was a 4.30 happy hour. Come on, bro. So other things that I have been up to, we have a couple Christmas bars here in town And we went to one last weekend, and then over the weekend, we wanted to meet some friends and go to the other one. So we have this Christmas bar, and Grant and I go do dinner ahead of time, and we're waiting for them to get there. And it's his assistant and his girlfriend and then two other couples, and they walk in. And I don't know if you've ever had that moment where someone looks so similar to someone else that it throws you off, but this man, the boyfriend of one of the girls that a girlfriend is really good friends with. We get introduced to him and I was so thrown off because he looks like one of my former friends, husbands. I had to take a double take. I was like, I've only had a couple drinks before they got here. I am not drunk right now, but I am very confused. He just looks like a very tall version dead ringer for this girl's husband. I was very uncomfortable. I almost didn't know what to say for a second. Come to find out, uh, he used to model in Europe and he's like 6'4". And then when he got over there, none of the clothes fit him because they thought he was only going to be six feet tall. So he went over there for no reason. He also was a stunt double for Ryan Reynolds in, I think they said Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I didn't even remember that he was in that, but I guess it was like, hey, put 
this guy, Travis, in this bag, push him down the stairs, see if he gets hurt, because Ryan Reynolds' character does that. If he's fine, Ryan Reynolds can do it. So this Travis got pushed down the stairs and made $300. And just very weird. This man, I mean, I came around on him after all the stories, but it was just giving me flashbacks. I don't think I've ever told this story on the podcast or publicly, but the guy that he looks like is a very into the holiday spirit. And he yelled at me in a bar and told me that I was single because I don't read the Bible because naturally super religious people like that are the nicest. (laughs) Zero offense if you're actually like a good Christian who accepts people. But I was like, sir, um, you don't know that I haven't read the Bible just because I don't go to church with you doesn't mean I haven't read the Bible. Also, how does that have anything to do with me being single? Flat out got yelled at in the bar. This table behind us heard the whole thing. Afterwards, they were like, hey, our friend's single. He doesn't read the Bible either. Come on over. But all of this to say is I was having major flashbacks of being yelled at about being single because I don't read the Bible. And I'm like, Jesus and I have an understanding. He knows where I'm at. I know where he's at. The Lord and I will be fine. Why don't you focus on yourself and not causing a scene in the basement of this bar? Okay, thanks. We went to another bar after we did the Christmas bar with this group of friends. And, you know, the drinks are kind of flowing. And the guy, Travis, the Ryan Reynolds push on the stairs guy, his girlfriend gets going. Somehow we start talking about this weird condition that she had at one point. And the condition, I'm going to tell you, and no, this is not an Urban Dictionary thing, although I should look it up on Urban Dictionary, ghost nipples. We went to go Google it, but I feel like the things we came up with were just literally looked like Regina George holes cut out of t-shirt because it like where your nipples would be if you were, if you were a ghost. I don't think ghosts have nipples anyway, (laughs) where your normal nipples would be just with holes cut in the shirt. So she says that she has had ghost nipples at one time and ghost nipples are in fact when her skin around her actual nipples were as red as her nipples. And I was like, I also have a lot of questions about this. I didn't know had a term for it. What is wrong with your boobs that they're that red? But we were getting very close very quickly. Once again, do not look up ghost nipples. I don't think it comes up with anything worthwhile But that was just some sampling of the shenanigans of things that I've overheard in my life lately. Continuing with things that are weird and kind of gross. Other things that I have recently learned about that I saw. Um, Have you heard about the reality star who is selling her farts in jars? I will say that again for the people who are in disbelief because when I first heard about this, I was just like, what the fuck? Um, This YouTuber, and she was on 90 Day Fiance, Stephanie Maddo, she sells her farts in jars. She has a whole YouTube channel, and she has made $100,000 by selling her farts in jars. She did an Instagram video and a TikTok video dealing her day in the life of flatulence. 
I, she talks about what she likes to have in her diet. She also is talking about, she personalizes each jar. She puts a note. She does little flower petals and little adhesive and all this stuff. And I am just very confused. I logistically have more questions than anything because we were discussing this as a group. Clearly this is a one and done. Like, your fart is not going to linger and be good for more than one use, right? Also, when you're farting into a jar, are you bare-assed farting into a jar? Does it make a difference? Are you just through as most, not most people are farting with clothes on, but when you're out in the wild on a day-to-day basis and you're just farting through your underwear and your pants, The amount of times I'm saying fart is making me uncomfortable. But you know what I mean. Does it make a difference? Are you farting through clothing? Are you bare ass farting? How do you make sure you catch it in the jar? Is there like a speed thing? Like how fast does it have to go in? Do you have to get the lid on? Also, I feel like not that I don't always know when I'm going to fart, but I feel like sometimes things sneak up on you. She's also talking about how she's eating so many things to get different scents and whatnot. She also ate too many fiber bars and almost landed her in the emergency room. And she carves out two to three days a week to work on the fart business, just eating foods that help with gas. I should probably watch this video. As I've said before, I'd like to get into any kind of business where I have to do literally nothing like feet pictures, wearing used underwear, fart jars, This sounds right up my alley, something that I could easily do on the side. And if I can make $100,000 by selling farts, maybe they're only buying them because she was on reality TV. I don't know if this podcast takes off. Don't be surprised if I start selling fart jars. Or honestly, if that's something you're into now or you know somebody who knows somebody who wants to buy buy fart jars, I will work on it. I will do some research. I will decorate the shit out of, no pun intended a mason jar. Imagine how much money if we had an endorsement deal with like what mason jars, what ball jars, ball jars. If you're listening, hit me up. Let's work a deal out. And I too will start somehow getting farts into jars. I suppose she doesn't have a normal job. So I'm like, would I need to dedicate my full weekend to just eating gassy things? So I have farts to run my business. Probably looking too much into this, but If you want to know more, which I definitely do because it's weird as shit and I just don't understand how long this lasts and why, um, look it up. Look up fart jars. That's all I did. And you'll just learn more than you care to. Speaking of learning more than you care to, uh, Grant and I had a texting fight this week. Fight is a strong term, but... I will explain what has happened. So we have our puppy, Alfred. He had a towel in his kennel with him. And we thought there was like some dog poop streaks on this towel. We were a little confused. We didn't know how it got there, whatever. I walk into our laundry room. This man has thrown the poopy dog towel on top of some of my dressier shirts that I have in a pile to be washed separately. And he thinks it's okay. So I text him and I'm like, can you please stop putting your 
poop your our dog poop towel on top of my clean shirts which leads us into a whole thing and he's like why are you putting your nice shirts on the floor where we put dirty towels and i'm like well my shirts were there first and also they're not dirty like that i said a dirty shirt that just wearing a dirty shirt from just wearing it is completely different than a literal dog shit towel so then he sent me a picture of a shirt that is clean and a picture of a shirt that is dirty that looks like it has just brown stains all over it. And I said, poop is worse. I said, I'll just take using, start using your dirty shirt to clean up the next time he takes a dump on the carpet. Things took a turn from there. Obviously, we came around and are fine. But then I had to text my best friend Adrian and I was like, please tell me I'm correct in this. And now I just need to know from everyone on the outside. Wearing a shirt and just getting it dirty from wearing it is completely different than physical dirt, like poop, on an item of of clothing. Correct? I think I'm right in this. I don't think there's any other option here. Poop towels should stay away from nice shirts, even if they are on the floor. The end. Okay, we are going to go away from that stuff into different things. Um, let's talk about some Bachelor news real quick. I have mentioned that I am kind of out on Bachelor this season. I've been trying to watch, but I just have been busy. Haven't been really keeping pace. I've been paying attention, but not. And the finale was last night, and I decided I had missed the last after the final rose and fantasy suites of Michelle's season. But I decided, you know what? I'm going to watch because I will be behind forever and never care about it. So... She goes through, she's down to Brandon, 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 Brandon and Nate, and she picks Nate, and I did not agree with this at all. What little I had seen of the end of the season, I just didn't think it was the right choice, but that's not what we're here to talk about. They had after the final rose, and they come out, and she's wearing her giant 100k ring. Maybe it's not 100k. That was probably an exaggeration, but I feel like I did see that it was something like that. And they got a check as a Christmas present to celebrate your love. And all of a sudden, this check is worth $200,000. And they said that it is to be put towards a down payment on their house. My questions are, why now? This has never happened before. Is this honestly just a ploy to get them to stay together longer because they know the series is kind of tanking? They're like, we need some motivation for these people to stay together. Maybe they buy a house and work it out in the real world. You know, because Katie and Blake just broke, broke up and they lived on opposite countries, whatever. Maybe they just need some incentives to stay together. Not their love shouldn't be enough. But I'm also wondering how long they have to stay together to keep this money. Are they going to buy the house? And then what happens if they break up? Like... Do they have to give the money back? Does the house go to Bachelor? I don't really understand here what they're trying to do, but I guess I am happy that they're getting something more worthwhile as a prize, but I thought love was the prize, and then the ring that you get to keep after two years. I don't know. I just feel like it's weird. I didn't, like I said, I didn't get to finish this part of the episode, so I didn't see this actually happen. But now... I don't know. There's just more incentive, I guess, for people to stay together besides love. You get a ring, you get your publicity, 
and maybe get a down payment on the house. In other Bachelor news, I follow some, sorry, my voice is not having a great time podcasting today. I don't know why, but there, I follow a Bachelor account that does like Bachelor behind the scenes junk and spoilers and stuff. And it turns out that Hannah Brown's brother got engaged to Jed, who is Hannah Brown's ex. Yes, so Hannah Brown's brother got into this girl named Haley, who's Hannah or Jed's ex, and those two dated. And honestly, not that I don't I don't care about this. I feel like we can hardly keep bachelor people straight. And now we need these other people. I do think it's weird and suspicious that this combo has worked out together. But we don't need this. We don't need to keep track of all these people who never saw the screen and who are just weirdly connected. I'm hoping that this just goes away. And I mean, like I said, I like it for the weirdness. But I never want to see these two again. I hope Haley and Patrick are happy. But Bachelor Nation is complicated as it is. We bring in people we saw one time. Katie's new boyfriend, John. We bring in people, like, for two moments in time. I just cannot keep up with it. So, again, congratulations. Weird news out of Bachelor times. And, yeah, I hope we never see them again. So, <laughs> okay, there is another Twitter thing going around that I feel like needs to be touched on very quickly. I think another podcast I listened to touched on it last week when it came out. I am behind on podcasts as I am behind on everything. Have not listened to what they said, but there was a vending machine food challenge and it was, could you eat one of everything in the vending machine within 30 minutes for $10,000? It is a full vending machine. We have a top row, five different kinds of chips. Next row, five kinds of chips, bag of cookies. Next row, cookies, one of those power, like, mini Lunchables kind of things, bag of beef jerky, roll of cookies, honey buns, like a hostess thing, um, bag of cookies, pack of gum, two kinds of candy, and then a full row, what, snack, like a trail mix, four candy bars, and then four packs of crackers. The guy who retweeted it said, without question, like, very, very easily, and I just have to say, there is no way in hell that I could ever eat all of this food in 30 minutes. No way. Even if I thought I could get through, I could get, I feel like I could definitely get through like a couple rows of the chips, fine. But where you're gonna get stuck is there's a whole pack of beef jerky. There's a whole pack of beef jerky. There's a whole pack of gum. Do I have to swallow the gum? I hate, I, I don't swallow gum. I've never swallowed gum. I've never liked it. I would much rather spit it, throw it anywhere than swallow it. That's not going to work for me. And then there's a sticky honey bun in there. You think you're going to get down all of these chips and a sticky bun and a whole pack of jerky plus this like lunchable power thing. The amount of sugar, there's two kinds of Reese's in here. And then the rows of crackers on top of this, so dry. Obviously, I'm hoping you're having something to drink. But there is no, there's no way. I would never be able to do this. I'm terrible at quantity eating. I know my waistline does not reveal that, but 
I don't think even if someone was like, something awful is going to happen to you if you don't eat all of this. I just think there's no way. It's just too much food. There's too much sugar. There's too much quantity. There's so many cookies. And again, you're you're going to be slowed down with the beef jerky. So I will post this photo as well. You let me know if you think you could eat everything. If you do, I might say that you're wrong and that that's a lie. But it just seems impossible to me. Okay, it is the holiday season, so let's talk about some Christmas movies real quick. This is another thing I saw from my buddy Logan. Shout out to Logan. He posted, I think on one of his podcasts, they did their top favorite Christmas movies and top worst Christmas movies. And I saw his top five, and I feel like they were fine. But then I saw his worst five, and this is the one time that I feel like I can speak out and uh, not be, I mean, I have someone to agree with me on most of these. So his top five worst Christmas movies, number one, A Christmas Story, number two, Home Alone 3, number three, The Grinch, the like cartoon new version. Number four, The Santa Claus. And number five, Fred Claus. Should clarify, I don't think I've ever seen the cartoon Grinch at all. And I know I only catch chunks of Fred Claus every once in a while. It has been years since I have seen Home Alone 3 because, again, it's not good. But my only point of contention is The Santa Claus. And I messaged him to say this. I love the Santa Claus. It might be my top five Christmas movies. I think last year, if I went back and listened, I might be able to name. I think I did my top five Christmas movies. Should probably remember what I talk about. But he had Santa Claus at number four. I told him I disagree. And he's like, (laughs) what did he say? He said something to the effect of, it's number five. It's more, he's no more likely to watch it than any of the others. And I was like, okay, I agree. Um, But the biggest thing that I'm proud of him for is for putting A Christmas Story at number one. I don't get the draw to A Christmas Story. I never have. I watch it every single year because it's on for 24 fucking hours. And on Christmas Eve, we're always playing games. And then we have nothing to watch because weird stuff a lot of times is on. So we end up watching A Christmas Story. I don't get it. I've never been like, this is just amazing. This is so great. It's so fantastic. I, it just doesn't do it for me, and I don't know why. So, um, props to you, Logan. I knew we were friends for a reason. Thank you for speaking the truth that Christmas Story is way, 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 way overrated. And not that good. Merry Christmas, peace, and blessings. Okay, it is time for our, our unsolicited recommendations of the week. Again, you know I had to do some Christmas movies. I have been trying to watch all the Christmas things in my downtime. I've just had Hallmark and Lifetime rolling with all those movies. But I popped into some Netflix Christmas movies over the weekend. Naturally, they were delightful. The first one, Single All the Way. And Single All the Way is about this gay guy who goes home for Christmas with his best friend. And they're pretending that they're dating because he just got dumped. And it has... Um, lots of people that you would know, and I should have looked this up before I started. Um, all you really need to know is Jennifer Coolidge is like his aunt, so 
that in and of itself should be the reason to watch. But it has, oh, Michael Yuri, Barry Boswick is in there. Kathy, oh, I'm going to say her name wrong. Kathy Najimy. And it is just honestly delightful. Um, full disclosure, I fell asleep while I was watching this, probably for about a half hour. Woke up, jumped right back in to the rest of the movie, and still ended up crying. It's delightful. It's great. It ends probably as you would expect. It's adorable, but it's a Christmas movie. What do you want? On Netflix. Super cute. I love it. It's a gay couple. We need more of those. Definitely check it out. Jennifer Coolidge is delightful. Michael Yuri is delightful. If you're anything like me, you'll cry no matter what. The other one I want to talk about is also on Netflix, and it is the third movie in the Princess Switch series, which is the Vanessa Hudgens one that came out. The first one must have come out in 2019. It's about her, this normal girl, Stacy, who got mistaken for the princess. They switched places, places for a bit, and now the princess married her best friend. She's married to some prince or duke or something and then there's the third cousin who is still Vanessa Hudgens who's like the evil one who does crime who has been in jail doing or a nunnery not jail doing community service they're having this fantastic Christmas festival and this priceless Christmas relic is stolen so then they have to go undercover and have the evil Vanessa Hudgens help them find it because she's part of the underworld with the crime scene people and it gets very touching with the third Vanessa, what I'm not remembering her name, Fiona, has a whole backstory about her mom and why she is the way that she is. So it's kind of come full circle. You see she actually has feelings and she finds love and reunites with her mom and all the spoilers. But it is very cute. They're very fun if you have not watched any of them. Just super lighthearted. Um, would like to point out that it only has a 5.5 rating on IMDb and a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. So do with that what you will. None of these Christmas movies are going to be blockbusters blowing it out the park. They can't all be You're Without a Santa Claus and White Christmas, okay? Pop on Netflix, wholesome, clean, holiday fun. No one will be offended. You'll have a great time, I promise. And that is going to do it this week. Thank you all once again for listening. So sorry for the delay. Oh, I meant to mention this at the top. Um, Happy birthday, hopefully, to Emma. Emma Tuttle, our friends, should be popping out a baby this morning as soon as this episode drops. So hopefully Emma has made her debut and we get to meet our friend's new little baby soon. Little Christmas Emma. With that, please rate, review, subscribe, do all things. Have a great holiday weekend. Hopefully have some extra time off to watch more Christmas movies and be a lazy piece of shit before we really all need to get in shape for 2022. Not tell you how many things I've eaten in my office this past few days. Anyway, tell a friend. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. I will see you guys next Tuesday.